G'day guys, Tom Roberts here from iGrain. Uh, welcome to our new mini-series, Meet the iGrain Team. Uh, where over the next month or so, we will endeavour to introduce you to the team here, uh, giving you greater insights into the role, who they are, what they like, what they dislike, and just general chit-chat about life. Uh, today we're kicking off with Deanne Stanfield, our newest member here. Uh, g'day Deanne. Hi Tom, how are you? Very well, very well. It's a freezing, snowy winter day here in Bathurst. Uh, so where are you? Where are you today? I'm at, still at I'm at home today. So based um, between Weewar and Byron Junction, and we are seeing equally cold, probably not as cold as Bathurst, but nice nippy temperatures this week with a, a little bit of rain over the past um, you know, five days. Very good, yeah. We're still waiting on the rain, but we've certainly got the cold weather and just drizzle, yeah. Mm. So, Deanne, you just want to kick off by uh, introducing your role here and the region you look after? Yeah, so I will be taking care of uh, northern New South Wales, so from the Liverpool Plains across to Canamble and even further west, Walgut and beyond, and then up through southern Queensland and central Queensland. And yeah, so I'll be your go-to person for any of your grain buying, uh, brokering needs. And um, yeah, have a chat, see how the season's going, um, see where the market's sitting and what I can offer for you. Very good, very good. And so you are working, you, you do work from home? Yes, yeah, so um, I live on a property partway between Weewar and Burren and um, so I've, had, I've got the luxury of, of being at home and um, seeing what's happening day to day in the farming world uh, by just popping my head out the door almost um, but I also pop into the Walgood office uh, every fortnight just so I can have that face to face and see if any of the girls want to catch up. Very good, mm. very good. Mm. Um, so Deanne, Maybe just tell us a little bit about your, your life in general, just so we can get to know you. What, what's family life kind of look like for you? So for me, I'm almost to the empty nest stage. It's hard to believe. I've only got one child left at home. We, um, my husband and I, like I said, we're, we're on farm. He's, um, he works for a local um, property here. With It's a family farm here. And we've been here for the past 17 years. It's kind of funny. We, we, we were only coming out for two years and, 17 years later, we're still here, just um, to the nature of the people that we work for and that the area, it's a wonderful area to, to raise the kids. They were only quite young when we first moved out here and now they're um, young adults making their way in life. Um, we've been lucky our son's remained local and he's a local boiler maker in the area and our daughter's gone further afield, but not too far away, so that's good. And um, yeah, so we've got one child left at home who is in year 12 and um, finishing it off here locally at Wee High. And yeah, we pretty pretty much just needed, always wanted to live a farm life. But both my husband and I come from farming backgrounds on some level, and that is where we wanted to raise our kids. So that's hence why we've um, stayed here 17 years later, because it's just a wonderful lifestyle and, and an area to, to bring up the kids. Very good. So, You've been in the area, you've been in the community for a long time, but you're only new to our team. Um, so when did you kick off? When did you start with us? Um, when did you start with iGrain, Deanne? I started with iGrain in late April. Um, sort of, it was, it was 
just not quite ready for the new planting season, but no, it's been good. It's given me a little time to, to meet and greet with some of the, the um, growers over the phone, obviously. And um, yeah, just get my head around the iGrain family and how we work and, and just yeah, work through introducing myself to my very widespread um, grower base. Very good. And so, and, and I might just say, Deanne, um, your interview when we when we hired you was one of the more memorable interviews we've we've done. <laughs> you were, from memory, you're um, you're out camping, but you still you still slotted us in and um, did the interview from your car. So <laughs> yes, it was in the car park of a pub, actually. One of the, oh, was it? <laughs> yes, yeah. One was, I was sitting in the car park of um, the local Agnes Waters pub, and the other one, yeah, again in the car. Uh, just so I was away from campsite and the conversation <laughs> wasn't being interrupted by my fellow campers. Yeah, right, yeah. I was going to say you told us you were camping, but you were at the pub. But you know. Yeah, I was at the pub for one of them. <laughs> uh, very good. So do you just want to tell us a little bit about the role, you know, maybe something that you, uh, what, what's your favourite thing about the role here at my favorite thing is just talking to the growers day in day out i mean it's really for me i'm a bit of a, a bit of a nerd in that kind of aspect i like to talk to the different growers in how they run their enterprise what their theory on how they approach their rotational crops um how they approach their season um i've i've probably annoyed or maybe <laughs> intrigued some of them in my conversations we get a little bit off off tangent and start talking about their their soil types and how they approach um, their rotation and why and what they use to do what. So I think I like that because I do, I, I love having a chat with them, even if it's, you know, them saying they've had a horrible season to, you know, I wish the blooming mice would go away, but probably not in those words for a few of them <laughs> um, to, yeah, how, how they approach life and how they do things. Um, I just, I think it's really great to, because some of them are, are quite different to the agronomic setup that I've seen for the last 17 years on farm. Um, you know, their, their seasons are so much uh, different in when they are doing uh, their planting and their um, harvest to, to what we would do. And it, yeah, I find yeah, just having a chat with them, it's really interesting. Some of them are quite, a lot of characters. I sent out a text saying that I'd be in the Walgood office and one of my Dolby growers come back to me and said, oh, it's a little far to travel, but next time you're in Dolby, we'll catch up. So it's yeah, just building that relationship with the growers to, you know, that, that they, they feel comfortable enough to send me a cheeky message <laughs> when they get a text message from me. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, so I, I do hear you on the phone and you do you do enjoy, um, you know, not only talking about that pricing aspect and what's going on in the market, but also talking about the growing, um, you know, conditions and plants and soil health. So that, that's something that's a real interest to you. So I know you are studying at the moment. What, what are you studying um, currently? I'm studying with UNE a Bachelor of Ag with Plant Production Major. Um, I started that try three of uh, in 2016. I'd previously set myself a task to do a a, a diploma in ag, and I'm, the the incentive I gave myself was I had to do it in 12 months. And through TAFE, it's a, a two year degree, and I said, I do it. You've got to do it in 12 months, and then you should be able to cope with 
with doing a university degree from home. So in 2016, obviously my children were much younger. I had all three of them at home. I had lots of social commitments on them and um yeah I've, I've managed to to pull through and i've had a couple of semesters off uh, when i turned 40 i decided i didn't want to be in a chemistry intensive when i turned 40 so i um i pulled the pin on that semester <laughs> but um yeah i just yeah i've just been plugging through doing doing my uh, bachelor of ag which i just find it's really important to have that that um knowledge um foundation as when you're talking to growers i mean it's all good and well to sell their grain and and yes marketing grain is a lot different to the the, the growing but having that foundation of knowing why they do what they do and when they do it and some of the um difficulties that they may go through the season it just helps to approach how they're going to handle it if you know they've had a bad year and they've got disease issues with their grain quality or it's been a wet year and they've got mold just understanding the repercussions that it'll have to the grain and how you can then go move forward and sell that into a, a, a spot in the market that will meet them, not making them meet the market every time. Yeah, it certainly makes a huge difference in understanding the production side of things. So that's, you know, I'm sure that uh, a lot of growers or a lot of your clients would, will, will enjoy hearing that you, you've got that understanding. But you've also, on the flip side of that, you've got, the other understanding of um, being in the position of buying grain as well. So in your previous role, you were a grain accumulator. Um, mm. So do you just want to tell us a little bit about that? I mean, that's that's been a that's obviously a, a, a given you a, a look at the flip side of the coin and a, and a big assistance to the role you're doing now. Yeah, it does because it help. It always helped me understand um, having that that experience helps understand where when you're talking to our buyers that you. You, you know how they're working the system, you know what they're looking for and you know, you, you know the demand, whether it's a time-sensitive demand of filling a container or an, an export load or, you know, how the season's playing out and also the any weather or um, pushbacks from our international markets and how that has an effect to that, that end buy price. So, um, yeah, if you know something's happening in the outer world and the export market you, you'll know oh, I know now there's a lot of then feed follow through to our end market and I also know you know maybe I always know they've got an extra five dollars up their sleeve to just give them a little push because I always had that up my sleeve <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just really interesting to know both sides of it and it, they're very vastly different worlds but have a lot of crossover and it is it is just really good to have that that little hint of what they do on their side from our side to 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 know where you can go and that if you do have a product with an issue like i said before like mold going to a buyer that can handle that or find a market to to that so the grower is not stuck with you know 600 ton of chick pm and and nothing to do with other than defeat at the stock um yeah, knowing which buyer can do that and knowing that a buyer can go find that hole in the market for a product like that. It's not as simple as, oh, I've got chick PM, I can't sell it. They, they've always got a place to find to put this kind of product. Yeah. yeah, and that's something we've certainly prided ourselves on over the years is the width of buyers that we have, you know, the amounts of different markets. So, you know, often if there is a problem or downgrading or something that, you know, along those lines being able to put it into a different source certainly kind of helps you get rid of it at, at, at the highest price you can mm -hmm. for it. So yeah. understanding that whole 
you know, pr the production, but also the supply chain is 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 massive. So that that's what you like about the role. What what's your least favorite thing about the role? Um. Oh, probably the the biggest thing is when you you do work and get that price, and you go back to the grower, and they went, "No, if you can get that, you can get me another ten. And knowing full well you you bust your bottom to get that extra ten that they've just got, that you're not going to pull another ten, but they're adamant that they want another ten. It's just like, oh, just <laughs> just stick with what I've got. Um, I and I know that's what they're wanting. They're wanting the best dollar for you, like bang for their dollar, but. At the end of the day, if we've um, if you've said you want two thirty, we come back with a two forty. It doesn't mean we're going to get a two fifty. Yeah, <laughs> it's always mm. been the frustration over you mm. know. The, the, yeah, I mean, we, as human nature, we always want more, and it's it's certainly a frustrating part of the role. Yeah. So, per, on a more personal note, Deanne, what's what's a weekend look like for you? What's um, you know, who are you on the weekends? Well, now that the kids have gotten older, it's not soccer, soccer, soccer anymore, but it's still kind of soccer because I have two um, godchildren locally in town that I go and watch. They're, they're so cute because they're just in the, that under under eights and under six age group. So if they're home locally, I'll go and watch them because there's nothing nothing better than watching a bunch of five-year-olds run around in a, after a soccer ball. It's like you know, herding cats, really. So it's quite hilarious to watch. Um but other than that, I, I am involved in the local We Will Show Society. I'm the, the treasurer for the We Will Show Society and I'm also a local Rotary member. So if there's commitments on there, I'll um go and go and do that. Or um if not, it's hitting the books if it's that time of the year and or just chilling with the family. We do love to to do camping and go fishing and do camp oven dinners. So um even if it is a, a quiet weekend, weekend at home. It's usually by the camp campfire as well. Mm. Uh, and so talking of reading and what, what's, uh, have you got any tips on favourite books or TV series or a podcast that you're into at the moment? Um, with uni, I haven't done a lot of book reading, um, but I do, uh, apart from textbook reading, which is probably not what anyone wants to read. I, I do. I, I don't mind a good um, plant textbook. It's, so they found that out at our at our Zoom meeting last week that I'm a bit of a science nerd and do like to read um, the latest agronomic journal that's out. Um, but no, to me, I'm it's probably a bit grim, but I actually like listening. There's an Australian true crime series that I like to listen to, and they they just talk through um, different different crimes of Australia that have, have happened at different levels, and it's quite interesting because it it, it comes from the from all points of view of of how it, how the crimes sort of played out and more predominantly from the police point of view and how how it um they have to deal with that so yeah i'm a probably a big grim person i do like the like a true crime kind of series mm. have you listened to that have you listened to the one on janine vaughan local bathurst woman who went missing no no not yet yeah anyway that one might be one to look up um yep. so to wrap things up a bit, I mean, I think that's given us a good insight into in, in, into you and a bit of your life and what you like and what you don't like. And what what's to to sort of finish it all off? What's the best bit of life advice you've been given? Well, it was a, a an agronomist I used to work with um, when I was tossing to whether I would, at the age of 
oh, I think it was, what, how old was I? I was, yeah, late 30s anyway, tossing to whether it was worth doing the university degree and not. And she's like, you're never too old to stop learning. And the moment you stop learning the mo is the moment you stop going forward. So, so it's like, get off your butt and go, go do uni. And I tell, tell the kids all the time, my kids even too, don't say no to an opportunity if it's whether it's learning or learning something on the job don't say don't say no to it go out learn something new whether you like it or not that's up to you but you've learned something new and you'll you'll grow from it and it's an, another opportunity that could lead into something wonderful excellent excellent bit of advice all right and so what's the best way for growers to get in contact with you um you know if there's someone out there listening and they want to they want to have a chat are they you know email text call what's the what's the best way to get hold of you all of the above i'm open to any i'm i'm quite happy to have a chat on the mobile um but if you just click on the go and just need to text through the details I'm more than happy to, to do that with you. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm it's all of the above. I'm happy to work with whatever style of communication that is easy on the grower. Excellent. And are you in Walgut or down that way? Are you in the, the Walgut office on a regular kind of basis or is that sort of just from time to time or how does that work? At the moment, I'm going out every fortnight. Um, and then, yeah, if, if demand needs i will go out uh once a week but yeah at the moment i'm going out every fortnight so next thursday what is the date next thursday um next thursday the 17th is when i'll be back out there next um so i'm in the office from 8 30 to 5 so feel free to pop in and we'll um go next door grab a coffee and